Did you know that the average adult in the United States spends almost three hours a day on social media? Yeah, that is nuts, right? Well, when you think about it, it actually makes sense. So much of our lives, so much of our relationships now take place online. And that's why it's so important for all of us to be equipped and trained to be able to be active in our faith on social media so that it's not just something that happens in a church building, but that we're able to take the gospel, take the message of Jesus to where people are, which right now is Facebook, Instagram, and even TikTok. And so if you want to learn how to do that effectively, how to use social media as an effective evangelism tool, then I would encourage you to check out Digital Missionary Academy. It's an online community of like-minded believers that are super focused on sharing their faith, being active in their faith online, and helping their friends become Christians. I post new videos in there every single Monday, and so if you want to check it out for free, just go to digitalmissionaryacademy.com, or you can click the link in the show notes. That is digitalmissionaryacademy.com. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. I'm Travis Albritton, a former rocket scientist turned digital missionary, here to bring you the bite-sized tips and strategies you need to become an effective Christian. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into it. As of this year, I will have been a Christian for 14 years, so almost half of my life. Now, I did grow up going to church, but it wasn't until high school that I really got serious about God and decided that ultimately I wanted to make Jesus the Lord of my life and allow him to call the shots. And one thing that I've noticed is that the longer that I am a Christian, the harder it's been to see areas of my life that need to change, right? When you're first coming out of the world and you're just a brand new baby Christian, there are so many things that you need to change, so many things you need to work on that you're never left wondering, oh, I, w- I wonder if I can just like take the week off because <laughs> you're like, no, I have this sin. I have this bad habit. I have this new habit I need to form. I'm not doing well over here. I'm not reading my Bible enough. I'm not praying enough. I haven't shared my faith yet this week, so I need to fix that. Wow, I was totally prideful there. Wow, I need to stop thinking those thoughts, right? And it's just a laundry list of all this stuff that you have to fix. Well, after a while, as you adjust to that new way of life and it becomes the new normal, it can be hard (laughs) to find things to address, to find things to fix. After you've gotten rid of most of the obvious or outward sins, you're only left with the stuff that's really deeply buried in there, really entrenched in your heart. And that stuff isn't as obvious or as visible. And while that's a good thing that I'm reaching that point now, my spiritual walk, and for you, if you're there, that's that's a good thing to celebrate, right? That we have kind of moved past those more outward, uh, low-hanging fruit sins. One thing that we can't lose sight of is the importance of repentance, because repentance isn't a muscle that you flex nearly as often as you mature as a Christian than you did early on, but it is nevertheless just as important, if not more, now than before. And recently, I've had a couple interactions in my life that have forced me to come to grips with some deeply embedded character sins. And I want to share some things that I've really been learning about repentance as I sift through those things and really address the things that are deeply rooted. 
I don't want to get into the specifics because there's specific people involved and things like that, but I will share what I can, which is essentially I've developed a certain pattern in my life that is self-destructive in certain scenarios and is self-centered. Tell me if that sounds familiar to you. (laughs) I think we all kind of have those in our lives. But it came to a point where like multiple people had to confront me about it and say, this is not okay. And they were right. They were totally right. And so what I had to do is go back to the drawing board and say, what is going on? Why am I behaving this way? It doesn't even make sense to me why I would choose to do this, but I am. What do I do with that? And so I've really been wrestling through that and uh, really focusing on the things that godly repentance, godly sorrow, which leads to repentance, what that looks like in this specific situation. And I want to share those things because I feel like if you are at that point where it's like, okay, I want to repent of something or I've discovered something I need to repent of, or I think I've repented, but I'm not sure, these things will be really helpful. So the first thing, repentance is not behavior modification. As a young Christian, I thought that was the answer, that to repent of something means that you were sinning and now you're not sinning. But that's not necessarily repentance. Repentance is instead shifting your mindset to a new way of operating in the world, right? The Greek word for repentance, metanoia, literally means to have a reborn perspective. And so repentance is not just, okay, you were doing this action and now you're doing this other action, but it takes place in your mind. It takes place in your your thoughts. And, and so instead of saying, well, that's okay to act that way, or I can behave in that way and justify it, to that is ugly, gross, disgusting sin. And I will not tolerate it in my life because I am meant to reflect the glory and the honor of God. And so I will not allow that sinful behavior or character flaw or tendency to continue. That's what repentance is. Because you can change your outward behavior without addressing the heart. Uh, And that's actually a trap that a lot of Christians fall into. And you definitely don't want that. You don't want to keep moving forward under the assumption that you have repented when you haven't. That's a really dangerous place to be. The second thing that I've really learned about repentance is that repentance bears fruit. You know, Jesus says that you can tell a the health of a tree by the fruit that it bears. And that's a consistent theme throughout the Bible. When you repent of something, when you have that radical shift in your mindset and your perspective, it results in fruit. It is obvious. If it's not obvious, if, the, if there isn't an obvious change in your life, you have to ask yourself, did I actually repent from that thing? Or did I just get better at hiding my sin? Because often that is the case. The sin is just less obvious, but at the root, the repentance hasn't happened. The other thing that I've learned is that repentance isn't a secret. It isn't something that's just between you and God. It isn't something that you can just address between you and God because everything that we do, even if it doesn't directly affect someone, indirectly affects the people around us, right? If you're married and you are lusting, that affects your spouse. It affects your family. It affects your kids because it affects the way that you can serve them and how you show up for them every single day, right? So everything that you do not only affects God, it affects the people around you. And so when you repent, it can't be a secret. It needs to be out in the open. It needs to be something that people know about, that you share with people, that you share with the people that are close to you and with the people that God has put in your life to help you to grow. So repentance is not something that stays a secret. It is something that is very open. Another thing that I've learned is that repentance isn't 
It's offensive that when you sin and you repent, you're very forthcoming about your shortcomings. You're very forthcoming about what happened. And you don't try to justify yourself about what you did. You don't try and justify your actions. You don't try and justify why you decided to do what you did. When you've repented and humbled yourself before God and said, I am in the wrong, I need to change, I need to confess, I need to apologize and make things right, there's no defensiveness left. There's no justifying yourself left because you are wholeheartedly focused on getting on the right path and you are not worried about your quote unquote rights or privileges. You have completely prostrated yourself before God. And so if you are not doing that as a part of your repentance, if you're repenting, but still being defensive, uh, making excuses for how you acted or the way that you acted, that isn't actually real repentance. And you'll want to make sure that you address that. And then here's a scary thing that I've learned recently about repentance, which is that only you really know if you've actually repented. You could do all the right things, say all the right things, never go back to that sin again, at least to the knowledge of the people around you, and still not repent. That's a scary thing to think about. It's a scary thing to acknowledge, that you could do so well at hiding it, even from yourself, that you don't repent. And so oftentimes, when you're in a situation where you're discipling someone one-on-one, you're, you're helping someone grow, you're helping someone work through something, it's tempting to say, okay, well, let's look at the fruits and then that will show if, you know, the repentance is valid or not. But even then you can fake that for a time. So only you, the person who has sinned, knows if you've actually repented, knows if you've actually done the work to shift your focus, shift your mindset and your perspective to say, I will no longer tolerate this in my life. And so make sure that you're gut level honest with yourself. Don't allow yourself to be deceived and to think that you've repented when you haven't. Don't allow any of these things to hold you back from the refreshment and the life-giving nature of repentance. Be diligent, focused, and intentional, and make sure that repentance is an active part of your life. Now, if you want to go deeper into some of these concepts and some of the things that I've been learning, the book I've been reading that's really helped with this is a book called Repentance by Richard Owen Roberts. And I would encourage you to pick it up to dig deeper into biblical repentance, what it is, what it isn't, and really solidify that as a conviction in your life. And I will leave a link in the show notes so you can go and pick that book up on Amazon and read through it. It's a fantastic read. And I would encourage really every Christian to read this book. That's it for today. Don't forget to take advantage of this week's free resource by clicking the link in the show notes and be sure to share this episode with your ministry leader, a person in your small group, or just a friend from church. Thanks for listening to today's episode and I'll talk to you soon.